Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Life of Pi. Tonight, I bring you episode number seven. And tonight, I am flying solo again. I promise I have guests coming up here in the next week or so. I'm working on booking them. So this one and the next one, you're going to have to deal with me rambling on and on. But you know what? Let's get to it. Tonight's episode, I, I just want to talk about... Um, Another docu-miniseries on Netflix, another murder, mystery, crime situation. It is Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Sissel Hotel. So, basically, this is a four-part docu-miniseries on Netflix. This is about a uh, Canadian, I think it's a 20, 21-year-old Canadian girl named Elisa Lam who disappeared under suspicious suspicious circumstances and no one knows why. Basically, she went missing, I think it's 2012 is when it happened. Um, she disappeared in this hotel. She came over, basically what they determined was she came over from Vancouver, Canada to LA to stay at this hotel because it was cheap. Um... But what she didn't know at this hotel, it's it's part of it's on Skid Row in LA, which I guess is a very, very bad part of LA, not a safe area. Lots of drugs, crime, like police are there hundreds of calls a day. Um, I guess this hotel is used a lot for like cheap travelers who share rooms, almost like a hostile situ- hostile situation. Um and I guess like there's like residents that have been living there for 30, 40 years because they can pay rent really, really cheap. So people are living in hotels and uh, like sex offenders and stuff like that who can't get background checks and stuff like that cleared. And so like she didn't know all this because you know she just wanted she wanted to travel, so she decided to come to L.A. Um, she blogged about it on her Tumblr page. She was a big blogger, I guess, from what this show is telling us. Um, and yeah, she came to this hotel not knowing what was waiting for her. She didn't like re- a lot of people kind of think that she didn't really understand how bad this place was where she was going. I mean, they've had histories of murder, rape, prostitution, drug use. I mean, you name it, it it's been done in this place. And they've said they've had found corpses. I mean, they've had crimes or people dead in almost every room in the hotel. And so. This whole series stems around, again, this girl, Elisa Lamb, disappearing. Um, basically, the um, there's like a, ho- there's like a uh, not hotel, but yeah, hotel, an elevator footage of this chick in the elevator. Very grainy, looks like, you know, not HD whatsoever. Um, just frantically pushing these buttons. The door is not closing. She keeps... Moving around inside the elevator real frantically for a couple minutes, like ducking her head in and out, like waving her hands around like someone was talking to her. She pops in and out of the elevator, and then she's just gone. And so, like, after a few days, her parents don't hear from her because she called them every day while she was there. Her parents call, and like, they don't hear from her. So, like, the hotel goes to her room and she's gone. And so basically, again, she just kind of disappeared into thin air. Like, the last footage of her was the hotel video, which is on YouTube. Very well-known video footage of anybody who remembers it from the news, like I do. Um, Yeah, and then, like, it just, it kind of takes off from there. 
the police. They interview some of the detectives that were on the case. They talk to um, Amy Price, who was the hotel manager during the disappearance. And honestly, I feel terrible for this lady. <laughs> like, I can't imagine something like this happening. Like, she said there was some bad stuff, but she said this was one of the worst things that happened while she was there. Because she's like, she had no answers. Like, someone just disappeared on her property and she has no idea what happened to them. And, of course, you know, they had uh, Detective uh, Tim Marcia, who was head of the case of the disappearance. Um, they interviewed him. They have journalists, historians, um, former residents who live there, these YouTube bloggers, these web sleuths. They have all these guys, all kinds of cool interviews and stuff. Um, and, of course, they have, like, reenactments, which are really good. And, yeah, it's just... It, it it's it's a pretty crazy thing to find what happens at the end. So I'll work my way kind of from the beginning to the end, unless I get off track, which could happen. So again, she disappears. So she goes missing. So they put out the video, and as soon as they put out the video, shit hits the fan. People on the internet get a hold of it, and if you guys know nowadays how one little video can just blow up into just ungodly, just blowing up a portion stuff. So basically, people are like, "Like, what's going on with this video? We gotta figure it out." So people are like, "Oh, these web sleuths are like, pretend, like basically trying to be detectives and figure out this whole thing." And so, like, they're watching this video over and over and over, like thousands of times. They're watching this video while these cops are, you know, spending the cop. They said these the cops on the show said they spent like twenty hours a day for like four or five days straight looking at hell elevator and like hotel video cameras until so they found this video footage. The only reason they released it is because that's the only thing they had because she just disappeared in, into thin air. So people figured, you know, foul play, kidnap, murder, something like that. But like, again, there was like, they went to her room, they found her stuff, like passports, uh, prescription pills, backpack, ID, money, laptop, all of her stuff was just left there. And like, no signs of foul play, no struggle, no nothing just gone so again these people on the internet get a hold of it and they're just going to town and of course they're you know they're getting all their clicks and their likes and um basically they're trying to help the cops solve this is what they're saying and so, some of it, it just gets it gets a little repetitive people are like oh conspiracy the cops are in on it like the cops the cops made her disappear and and all this stuff and then they go into a whole thing about how she's a secret agent bringing over some disease because the disease the disease name is her name spelled is her name just the lamb and the and the Alyssa flipped back and forth and that those two things coincide with like her burial spot on the map longitude and latitude line up with certain dates in this and it just it becomes a whole thing. And again, people think it's a big cover by the police department. They're hiding the body. Someone at the hotel did it. Um, yeah, it just, it goes absolutely just like, just, just fucking bonkers, honestly. Um, you know, and again, they, they have these longtime presence there and they're talking to them and stuff. Um, and the police talk about how they get thousands of calls a day at this hotel, even still. Well, not anymore, I guess, because someone bought it, but we'll get into that later. Um, you know, one to, two, two, one to three calls a day. The hotel owner, Amy Price, is talking about, like, how this was her kingdom. Like, she became the manager, no hotel experience. 
worked there from 07 to 2017. She said she had 80 deaths in 10 years. That is nuts. Absolutely nuts. If you really, really think about it. And again, and then of course, um, the YouTubers are just, they're relentless and they're, and they're riding to the cops, calling the cops. And it's, it becomes, it just becomes a whole thing. And it's just, and again, it gets very, very just repetitive at certain parts. Um, they, they bring the cops in, the cops go through all the rooms, they check every single room. I think they checked over like 600 closets, they said. And it's just like they can't find the body anywhere. They search the roof. And then um, some time goes by and more people are coming and going. And the body's been missing for 10, 11 days. Like, uh, yeah, 19 days at this point. And um, people complained in the rooms about the water pressure and the water being black and brown and all this stuff. So they have the maintenance guy go up to the roof. He looks in the roof. He opens the lid to the water tank. Her body's in the water tank. It's been there for 19 days, they determine. Just, it's a naked body in there, and they drain it. And of course, her clothes are in the bottom of the tank, they find out. So people find this out. They're automatically like, murder, rape, you know, foul play. Automatically, right through all the YouTubers and web sleuths are just like, murder and rape. Someone killed her. But the cops talked about it like, because like the only way to get up there is for her to go out a fire escape, up a little fire escape, around this building, go up another fire escape where there's no rails on either side. You have to carry it by, basically shove it up through this little chute, drag it across the roof, pick it up, carry it down another thing, like on your back, hoist it on your shoulder again, throw it into the water tank, like, and the body was not damaged in any way, shape, or form. No scratches, no bruises, no nothing. So like there's no way someone dragged this body. For it. It had, she had to come up here on her own for some reason. So, but if people think, you know, because of the video footage, like, she's waving her hands around frantically, that foul play. You know, someone's screaming at her, and then they see, like, what looks like a shoe. So someone's like, oh, there's a body there, and, you know, then there's a whole, the video footage is tampered with, the police are tampering with the video footage, the hotel's tampering with the video footage, the maintenance people killed him, hotel worker killed him, just all this stuff. And so they run tests, um... And, you know, there, there's, like I said, there's no, wasn't raped, um, doesn't look like there's any kind of foul play whatsoever. And so, again, it's the whole web sleuths thing. That they're like, who killed her? This and that. And then these people find um, a video online of this, like, death metal guy who lives in Mexico. Of a YouTube video he posted of him at the Sissa Hotel. And, and um, he's just sitting there, he's literally just talking to the camera about him staying at the hotel. So people look up his music and find that like his music video is very like dark and graphic and excuse me, it's all about like, you know, just death and destruction, all that stuff. One of his music videos is like literally him chasing a girl through the woods and killing her. Then one of his songs is about a girl drowning in water. Like, like and people are like, he's basically saying he killed her because he wrote a song about it. I'm like, that doesn't mean shit, because someone wrote a fucking song. Does that mean he murdered someone? So, of course, and then all of a sudden, he get, this gets put on the news, so people start messaging him on Facebook, tell him they're going to come find him, they're going to kill him, we're going to murder you, kill yourself, you're a murderer. 
So, of course, he responds. He's like, I didn't kill anyone. Like, it didn't happen. And, like, he literally has proof. Like, the cops talk to him, um, bring him in. And he, they literally, like, he was in, like, the day this happened, he was in Mexico signing, like, record contracts and, like, recording an album and stuff. And the video that they found online of him at the Sista Hotel is literally from, like, a year and three days before. He wasn't even there at the time of the murder. But people are still saying it's him. So it gets to the point where this guy tries to commit suicide and his life is basically ruined because of something he didn't do. And that just shows you like the power of the internet. It's terrifying. And you know, and these people that do this, they bully these people, there's no repercussions for it. And that's bullshit. Like he even says he goes, he goes, he goes, I can't make music anymore. He goes, he goes, he goes, I can't even, you know, my life has been ruined. He goes, My life will never be the same. He goes, and these people didn't apologize to me when it came out, I was innocent. You know, and they went about their business. And so after that happened, these people decided, you know what? We're going to take matters to our own hands. So these yahoos start coming to the hotel in droves from like out of state. out of I, I think one came out from out of the country, I think. And they're coming to the hotel. These idiots are like walking around the hotel, videotaping everything. They're like, oh, this is the elevator she was in. These are the buttons. Oh, look at the window. Here's the window. This had to have been her room. This had to have been her floor. Like, basically, like, trying to be, like, cops. Like, you're not cops. You're YouTubers. Like, they're, like, trying to say they're helping. I don't buy that shit for a second. You're trying to get your clicks and hits. Because you're trying to make that money. Like everybody else is. I get it, but it's still kind of fucked up. You know, and these cops are working this case, you know, and they're working, you know, the autopsy and stuff on the, on the body. And people are like, why is this taking so long? Like, the cops are covering up. They're messing with the body. They're going to change it. Like, it's foul play. Then it comes out that Elisa Liam hasn't... They find her prescriptions don't match up with the pills in her bottles are more than what she's prescribed because she's been... Somehow, something something happened where she just, like, stopped taking her medicine. I guess, basically, when that, when that happens with her, um, she starts to hear and see things that aren't there and I guess like and people are like nope that's not it that's not it that can't be Cause people are like she's happy this would never happen someone murdered her and again it's a whole big thing like because it takes like six months to get the autopsy out so everyone's just like cover up cover up cover up then again there's the whole like she's a secret agent she was sick they send her here to just infect people start a pandemic kill a bunch of people and, you know, she knew too much, so they whacked her. Like, it's a freaking Hollywood film. And it's just like, it, it just, it, the, it got, like I said, it got annoying with these web people. Just like, this is what happened. I believe it's a conspiracy theories, all the conspiracy theories. I'm somewhat of a conspiracy theorist myself. But at a certain point, you have to like, okay, like, the facts are the facts. Like, you don't have the facts. Like, you, you don't. So just shut the fuck up and let the cops do their job. So again, these people are coming there and they're like, they're literally recording, walking around and they're like trying to stay in the room and stuff. Like security's yelling, don't do this. Then they're trying to say, you know, then the family tried to sue the hotel for negligence because they said the door wasn't secure for her to get to the roof, but she didn't use the door. She used the fire escape. Then the whole water tank conspiracy came out with the lid. There's a lid on top of the water tank. And the maintenance guy went up there when he went to find the body. They, um came out and said like 
Uh, the detective, one of the cops came out and said, well, no, the lid was closed. And people were like, well, how'd she close the lid if she jumped into a water tank? The water would be too low. She had to have been thrown in there. And then, it, you know, and, it's just, and that became a whole thing, the water tank lid theory. The maintenance guy's like, no, it was open. And, like, and it comes out that the detective was like, yeah, something got mixed up. It's a false information. The lid was not open. I mean, the lid was open. It was not closed. So everyone's like, well, why is she naked? Something had to have happened. You're... And it's just... It, it, it became, that becomes a whole thing. There's like dozens of different theories. It's just... It's such a weird... Just weird, weird, weird case in general. And so like... Basically, it comes down to them determining that... Basically, she went off her meds and wasn't taking them after a few days because she was in L.A. or whatever, and she just didn't take her meds for whatever reason, you know. And, you know, and then it comes back to the whole, like, well, people thought she was, like, you know, got some drugs on Skid Row, which wasn't the case. She just stopped taking her meds, which I guess throws her into, like, a state where she's just, like, frantic and sees things, hears things that people don't think is, that, she, that people don't know is there. It's only in her mind. And her sister comes out and was like, yeah, that she's done it before. Like, it happens with her bipolarism and the meds, her not taking them. And so, basically, it turned out, like, the whole thing... Again, this will be a shorter podcast for me, so before I wrap it up here in a few minutes. Um, it basically turns out that the reason she was naked is that... Basically, I guess, like, it was a... They believe it's a hypothermia thing that she got in, and the body's natural reaction is to, like for some reason the, the something with the brain and it, taking the clothes off then there's also the um the fact that she was drowning so they, they think once she got in she couldn't get out because she thought she was safe in the wire tank and so she uh took her clothes off to keep afloat and, and essentially she had a bipolar episode went out the fire escape because she thought she was being chased by somebody got in the wire tank because she thought it was safe and she couldn't get back out because the water level was too low and she ended up drowning. That's basically what it boils down to. Um, again, there's like, there's all kinds of other stuff in between, like the history of the hotel and stuff. I won't bore you all that stuff because like honestly, the history of the hotel, only so much that actually relates to the actual story. Again, it's just, it's a lot of interviews. It gets very repetitive. But I mean, again, it's done very well. I mean, definitely check it out. Because like this kind of stuff is very it's very intriguing, very interesting, but also very very sad. Cause it, again, it is a human life that you know ended too soon, you know. And like from what they were saying on the show, she was a very good like promising young writer. Um, they they said a lot of her stuff online is still like very popular. So I mean, when it comes down to it, it's very it's very sad that like something like this happens, you know. And unfortunately, like stuff like this happens too often. You know, with stuff like that. So, it, it, it's it's definitely sad, and you feel bad for the cops because you know they took night they were on the roof, and 19 days later they find the body. So people are pissed at the cops, and the family tried to sue the hotel, and it's just dozens of lives were changed and you know ruined. Obviously, you know friends and family and everything missing her and all that. You know, it's just it's just super sad, man. Just really really sad. But overall, I mean, like I said, I really enjoy this this series uh, i hope they do more like this 
Uh, it's very well done. Um, I believe I think I saw Ron Howard's one of the producers or directors on this on this show, which is kind of cool. He, you know, most stuff he does is really good. Um, and I said uh, I will be having more guests coming up here before I wrap up. Like I, said, I will be having more guests come on here in the next week or so. But yeah, this series like it was very good. Um, I definitely like the Night Stalker one more. I don't know why I just did, but um, I'm definitely looking forward to jumping into some more of these these like investigative like crime scene like serial killer like shows that Netflix and Hulu have. They're just it's very intriguing stuff to me. You know, just like how they solve it and the facts and the little clues that lead to you know them solving it. And um, actually, the next episode I'm gonna be doing, I'm gonna try and put it out Saturday. I'm talking about the Jeffrey Epstein stuff. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and cover the Netflix one on that on Saturday because that stuff is just like good God. But but yeah, I mean, like I said, tonight's gonna be a short one for you guys. Uh, just wanted to come on here and just you know knock out this episode, just, you know, get my thoughts and opinions and just little facts about the show. You know, get you guys to check the show out. You know, spread the word about it and all that fun stuff. Uh, and again, I said I'll be pr- going to try it back on here Saturday night. If not Saturday, probably Sunday. So, thank you guys again for listening. Again, tell your friends, your family. Uh, give me a follow. Shoot me a message. If there's something you want me to talk about or questions you have for me, you know, feel free. Shoot away. Um, and again, before I wrap up, you know, as always, I hope you've enjoyed this slice of pie. Thank you.